Hi, everyone. Welcome to Edge Wonder with your hosts, Ben and Rob. Well, today we're talking about something pretty exciting. It's it's the missing movie in millennial history, Shazam, the story of a genie played by Sinbad that we all remember when we were walking into those blockbuster videos to check out what movie you were going to rent that weekend. But this <laughs> Mandela effect, and it is a Mandela effect, it goes deeper than we first thought. And after some digging, we found that there's much more evidence that it seemed to exist at one point. I think those are called remnants, aren't they, Ben? I like to call them remnants. Um, I think out there they call them residue, and I don't know. I just find that word is kind of weird. But yeah, to me, the Shazam is kind of the Mandela effect of all Mandela effects. This is what started the Mandela effect for me. So do millions of people just have a false memory? Or is there something else really going on? Well, in this Friday Night Live, we'll cover all of this plus have a conversation about ancient blueprints that we found showing a clear form of a lost civilization. A gla- you mean a, like a layout or something? Like a uh, they were using blueprints to lay out what? A whole civilization. And you know, it's like 10,000 years ago, how could they be that advanced to have blueprints? Right, according to modern science, right? Yeah. So that's something cool we'll get into. Okay, and uh, stay tuned for a Dig Deep Live Q&A and the top 10 weirder news of the week only on Rise.TV. So let's get started, and we'll see you out on the edge. And by the way, if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review so we can keep making this awesome content for you guys and reach even more people. We love you all. We do. All right. So uh, we got a few funny and interesting things to show here, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, well, you found some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What's this I didn't stand a chance video here? Uh, show that, Lindsay. <laughs> This is actually really, really fascinating. Um, so what we're seeing is a farmer. And you can just play it, Lindsay. Fair warning that this is a little bit uh, graphic. Is that right, Ben? Oh, there's no blood or anything. <laughs> it's just so it's, it's don't PG. leave us angry comments. <laughs> PG, not PG-13. Okay, so this is a farmer. And um, this is a coyote that's attacking one of his sheep in the middle of the night. Well, not that late. I guess it's 930. So he pulls it. He gets his gun out. Watch this. This is like 300 yards away. Something like that. Whoops. Let's go, baby. Protect this house. Save the sheep. Oh, yeah. He didn't make that. Coyote down. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
that was one shot. I mean, he just he just waited until he had the right shot, and and you know, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, like there was a lot of well, not a lot actually. There were some people on Twitter that were like, "Oh, he should have let the um, you know, the coyote take the sheep," but then other people. Why would you do that? Yeah, because because they were they were calling him a hunter, and then a lot of people were commenting like, "Dude, this dude's not a hunter. This is a farmer, and he he's like protected his land, yeah, sheep and his land from coyotes." So, um, I, I would say like ninety percent of the comments were in support, and I like just just couldn't believe what a great shot it actually was. Yeah, he so, said three hundred meters away, something like it was like yards. Yeah, somewhere around there. It said a hundred on the thing, but I think it was more than it was more than a hundred yards. So, because um, he zoomed in multiple times, and then oh, was, so okay, so more than a hundred yards, so a little over three hundred feet. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty interesting. Crazy shot, though. Couldn't believe it. So Ben, um, there's this video that was passing around. And I'm not sure you saw it. I want to pull it up and and it's strange because it's it's about portobello mushrooms and I didn't think there was any rabbit hole there but you got to watch this. What? Yeah, yeah. Portobello mushroom yeah, yeah, rabbit hole? Yeah. I don't know. Just just follow me for a sec. Lindsay, okay. play this video and then or are you saying the rabbits go down the the hole to eat the portobello mushroom? <laughs> no. It's a weird <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. In particular should be cooked at high temperatures. Why? There is a unfortunate group of compound called uh, agarotines. Agarotines um, are hydrazines um, that are heat unstable. So the good news is you should cook them. And if you cook them well, then those mushrooms are not a problem. If you don't cook them well, then these hydrazines uh, are potentially problematic. What are the negative benefits or the negative effects of this? This is an explosive uh, uh, area of conversation and that uh, puts my life in danger so I, I reserve the right not to answer your question whoa I didn't expect that it puts your life in danger talking about portobello mushrooms <laughs> look at him look at him silently. I will uh, rep- respectfully move on thank you portobellos in particular what so, the heck okay so did you if you caught on to what he said or with what he said without saying kind of yeah is uh he's like this is an explosive topic of conversation right yeah and it puts my life in danger so i reserve the right not to talk about this i think that there are some properties in the portobello mushrooms that are uh Hmm. unstable when you when you say the word unstable right uh after you say this is an explosive area of conversation. You're talking about this thing having, you know, properties that can be dangerous in certain ways. That's what, and I'm just, like the whole time I'm like, hello mushrooms. <laughs> well, he said that word is sort of an A. I never heard of that word before. So oh, I hydrazines or whatever. The, yeah. yeah I, I would have to kind of look into this because I, I don't really know. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is that I mean, sounds you know that guy is right. No, I don't actually. That's Paul Paul Stamos, and he okay. he is like the he's sort of like the mushroom expert. He's like the Graham Hancock of mushrooms. I see. Yeah, he he's like delved into mushrooms more than anyone else. Cured his own mother using turkey tail mushrooms. Cured his own mother, according to him, of um, 
you know, stage four breast cancer or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there are some mushrooms out there that can really have yeah, and, very, and, and, and you guys actually, Lindsay, if you can pull up a image of what Turkey tails look like, I mean, all y'all have seen these in woods out there like they're the like the most common mushrooms growing on these trees and they look literally they look like turkey tails and uh apparently there are properties of the turkey tails that uh, are very good for the human body so <laughs> is he saying you'll like explode or what so i don't so i don't confused. i don't know i think there are certain things that he's aware or he's been briefed on maybe that he should not be talking about and maybe that's one of them um but I just I think it's bizarre that portobello mushrooms are so they're so available for consumption and no one knows that you should cook them at high temperatures for a long period of time. Like hot they okay. should be hot enough and long enough. I, I just looked up portobello mushroom harmful and the first thing it says is car carcinogenic. Can yeah. be carcinogenic if consumed uncooked. Uncooked or bad because of uh, certain compounds that are found within it yeah now they're not telling you what he's saying what he's alluding to in that i mean that that was my first thing is cancer because right. that, that that seems to be like one of those things where um yeah actually they're, they're oh yeah i hear that paul stamis guy what he can't talk about it, it does seem to be some kind of poison that's really interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Why would it be so available for us? And everyone, like all these vegans and vegetarians are eating portobellos and their mushroom and their burgers instead of burgers, right? Like, right. It's bizarre. So, I, I mean, I, I eat portobello mushrooms, but it, I'm not, I, I don't like them when they're all like super weird and slimy and I, yeah. I'm not really that big on them i actually like the oyster mushrooms are really good oyster mushrooms are the bomb actually enoki yeah. mushrooms are my favorite oyster yeah, mushrooms and, and enoki and if you cook those in sesame oil with a little salt yeah end your life <laughs> <laughs> and i like the uh and in, in chinese there's those really super thin ones that are that come in like a stem and a whole bunch of yeah. them enoki that's the enoki oh that's it that's yeah. what it's called yeah okay yeah those are really good so um that's really interesting all right so the next thing i got to show you ben yeah this is kind of freaky, all right? But check this out. This is a Japanese taxi captured from the dash cam inside of a cab in Japan. No one's there. Did you see that? I, I'm I'm not sure what I'm looking for here. Something in the back in seat. In the back in the middle of the back seat. Dude, what? I wonder if that's fake. I wonder if it's fake too, but I thought yeah. the, the video was really interesting. And he like it looks like he stops and lets someone in. That that's what I thought. That's why when I the person was back there, I didn't There's nobody there. Nobody there. And then all of a sudden you start seeing this silhouette of something in the middle. See that? Yeah. Dude, that is kind of freaky. It is. Wow. And you know what happened? <laughs> What's funny is this, this video appeared on my feed after I uploaded my footage this earlier this week of the, of the specter that I, oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. found or that the video of the specter I found in the woods. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. All right. And just to lighten things up a little bit, um, this video has cracked up millions of people now and I'm calling it a racist turtle. 
racist turtle. Yes. And actually, the the turtle is a it, it, he's a he's got a name. His name's Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy the turtle. Yeah, Tommy the turtle. Now watch watch this. <laughs> Like that that shoe is gray that he's looking at. All the other shoes are white, but that one's gray. Black shoe. <laughs> What the heck? What the heck? It's so weird. And so um what's it must funny have... is like everybody online, like the comments are hilarious because like there's people that are like like ah oh, you left the gray shoe off with a warning because <laughs> you studied it for so long. Dude, that's weird. I I wonder if it thought it was like some animal or something. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe it was attacked by something that was darker earlier in its life, and so now it just kind of reacts you know who knows only thing i can think of because um um i i don't know how color or turtles see if i mean i I can't imagine they have too much color in their eyes so but i i guess they could see if something was dark or light but that's so crazy (laughs) (laughs) and so many people thought that like we're just laughing like everybody was just those uh, comments were hilarious uh okay um all right well why don't um before we get into all the um all the ben, or mandela effects and whatnot why don't and we play mandela effects. Yeah, yeah yeah but you know so we were gonna do the because i what what started this was you know we i we always have the bandela effect every friday and so i started looking into this and then i realized this is way long from what i what i was finding so then i was like well, well probably just talk like half the show about this real or part of the show not the half the show but part of the show about all these mandela effects and um and more with harry potter so why don't we play a trailer and we'll get start getting into all this stuff It's weird. It's informative. It's supernatural. It's Friday Night Live on Rise.TV. We looked into Microsoft's launch of the next version of ChatGPT, which even has developers wondering if technology is going too far. Well, everyone is sick of fear and politics, which is why we started this show back in 2018 to talk about the weirdest news and most entertaining information we find each week. Nickelback might be the reason why we have life on Earth. The advertising board caused hilarity among many drivers. A real life Terminator liquid metal T-1000. Let's laugh at the headlines on Friday Night Live on Rise.TV. All right. 
<laughs> I always laugh when I hear that Nickelback is the reason why we have one. Right? <laughs> Who would have known? That would have been like forever ingrained in our, our trailer for that. <laughs> You know, you know, whoever edited that trailer did that for me. <laughs> I know. Like, I'll get Rob. hundred percent. So you guys, what we just watched is our weirder news segment that we do every Friday night live only on Rise TV. So only our subscribers on Rise TV will be able to see our weirder news segment. But also we have all of our like extremely well-produced shows, scripted shows that Rob and I do. Um, of course, this is the live show, and then we have all of our edited content on Rise TV. So a whole list of stuff. And there is the Shazam one, which is happening right now. And uh, if you are on Rise TV, you can also take part in our live chat. Oh, yeah. Have. And that, um, if scroll up a little bit, Lindsay. So that that cursed tablet found episode that's on the right underneath the, uh, the top banner there. That was a really awesome episode. We did that on Tuesday. Um, it was done live, but the episode just there's check that out. <laughs> that's crazy information yeah. about a new tablet that they just found that seems to back all the stories about Moses in the, in the Bible. And it was a, it's, it's the, it's the fabled cursed tablet. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is. Okay. So, um, yeah. So anyway, there is our rise TV platform. So moving on, um, <laughs> Shazam <laughs> more, uh, more is coming. Well, actually it's so funny because there was a, uh, a, so I, I'm part of this Facebook group that's 90s and 80s kids or something like that, and it has all this stuff in it. But someone made a, a post about um, the Shazam movie, and they were kind of like semi, like kind of making fun of the whole thing, but but did say like I do remember seeing this movie, and and it got like 2,000 comments, and probably every five that I saw were talking about how they do remember the movie. I mean, of course you have those comments where like, Oh, you know, I don't remember this movie. People are just like, blah, 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 you know, misremembering things. But no, people were literally saying like, no, I definitely remember this movie. So, um, so I posted on my Facebook and, and I, I noticed there was a lot of people that were like sharing it and talking about it. And I was getting like some messages and whatnot. So it kind of, I want, I was, you know, I was like, you know, I haven't looked into, into Shazam in a while. Maybe I'll try to see if anything new is coming out or, you know, any of new, um, what are we, what are, um, residual is that, that's what we said, right? Residual effects, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah remnants. Yeah. Remnants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is a way better word than residue, but, um, and so this is really fascinating. There's a website called Scared Stiff Reviews, and they just kind of talk a little bit about everything. And there, I think it was a woman that, yeah, it's a woman that posted a review about the movie Shazam. And she remembers. It's a um, movie review about Shazam? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, she she's, so she starts off saying like, you know, after talking with a few of my movie buff friends who are, who are tearing their hair, tearing their hair out, you know, over this whole thing about Shazam, 
she's like, I decided to put myself out there and write what I remember um, because I saw this movie several times. And she said she worked in video stores and she just, she's watched it. She said she watched it numerous times. And, um, and the last time she watched it, she said that she broke her ankle and she was at home and her brother stayed home with her. And she said in 2004, they watched this movie together. 2004. Yeah. She said, that's the last time that she's, she's like been able to find it, seeing it or anything, you know? So, um, so this is crazy because she goes in great detail. And honestly, she remembers like there, there's certain things that I remember in the movie. One, I remember that there was a, a boy and a girl and a family and a father, but the mother was not there. And I couldn't remember exactly what happened to the mother. And she does say that in this review. She, she did, So what she remembers is that she said it starts out with, with Sinbad in like a man cave setting. And there's like two female genies with them. And they're, they sit down on a couch to like see what's on TV and his like genie lamp. thing. <laughs> and then meanwhile, there's this, oh, she says there's like a theme song that's similar to the Adams family theme because they kind of came out around the same time. She said if she would know, if she heard the song, she would know immediately what it was. And there were some famous songs within the movie itself, too, it seems like. But she said the family moves into a new home. Um, there's a neighbor kid next door and the main kid who she can't remember who plays the main kid. It's like no one can remember the main kid. I know Jonathan Taylor Thomas has come up a bit, but the main kid, she just is like, I'm just going to call him John gets sprayed in the face by a squirt gun from the neighbor. And he gets really mad. And his sister comes out and tells him like, leave him alone. He's just a baby. <laughs> and she's like, I just remember this part. And then, so they go into this new house and then the the dad has the kid bring up like all this this stuff to the attic and he goes up there and then he finds the the lamp in the attic and so then he takes the amp and or lamp and and start it's all covered in dust and when he starts rubbing it and cleaning it that's when sinbad comes out and sinbad is like really annoyed cuz he's like hey wait what am i doing i was just trying to chill and watch tv and you know what what is this you know so then he's like well yeah, he gets three wishes, but he Sinbad tells him that he can't have anyone see him because if anyone sees him, they also get three wishes. So it's like he he's it's like no one else can really see him at the time. And there's a specific scene where she remembers where Sinbad's necklace and bracelets get tangled together and he throws them and he just throws them aside. And, and the girl, his little sister, finds them and puts them on. And um, and she's like wearing him and everything. And it was like a per certain scene in the movie. And then um, then she wishes to run faster. And she remembers specifically that there's a scene where Sinbad walks into a um, shoe store and specifically buys Air Nikes as like a product placement or something like that to give to the girl. <laughs> so um, and then. The other really interesting thing she said, she remembers that the, the one of their neighbors is the kid from Ted, full or I'm sorry, one of the kids in the movie is the neighbor from Full House, Teddy. 
Do you remember Teddy from Full House? This little kid, this this black little black kid. Yeah, he's yeah, really super cute. I remember him. Yeah, so he's so she remembers him specifically being in in the movie. And what's interesting is that I went on IDM IMDb, and he plays in the um, so after the movie Aladdin that the, the, the Disney came out with, they made a, a brief TV show that, that was like a five episode or something like that TV show. And he actually plays in that TV show. So I'm wondering if the reason why he, he became in the Aladdin TV show was because after doing the Sinbad movie, mm. which would kind of make sense in some right. ways. Because they always do the, the like typecasting thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really interesting. She goes on, you know, this this gets, I'm, I'm not going to say all this, but like the whole plot of the movie. But basically, he, the, the, uh, the brother gets, is being bullied a lot. And then um, he's like, you know, but anyway, this kid gets bullied in the movie. And then he wishes for for someone to protect him. And then Sinbad says, I, I, you don't need to have a wish because he was kind of hinting to the fact that like, you're already kind of protecting this kid. And then he goes over there and actually, you know, protects the kid from getting bullied and they become friends. So, <laughs> so, um, and then like the, the little girl wishes for like a bunch of money and then he, Sinbad jokes, like he can't really do that. And then she wakes up and then, there was like $50 under her pillow or something like that after she wakes up. But, um, but it's so fascinating because this is the most detailed review that I've seen. I, I mean, I kind of remember what I kind of remember from it was that there's a part where it's like, I want to say the mother died. And the, I do remember the father was like super busy and didn't have a lot of time for the kids. And they were like wishing for like a, a mother or something and like sinbad couldn't really yeah what can you do you can't bring back the dead yeah so so it, it was like, but at the end of the movie i want to say that the the father did meet a woman who then kind of adopted them as their like as their kids you know but that's kind of what i remember from the movie but anyway th this girl who wrote this review she she's saying now for the controversy, I have no idea why people are denying the existence of this film. I certainly hope it isn't a CERN-Mandela effect conspiracy. Um, this movie definitely exists or existed, and somehow, someway, no one has a copy of it. Sinbad states he never portrayed a genie in any, in, 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 other than hosting some marathon. So very briefly, he showed up in some kind of marathon as a genie. Um, and people are saying he did that because, because of Shazam. Because of Shazam. Promoting and what's it. what's even weirder about that is you'd think that Kazam would disappear because Kazam was the crappy knockoff. Yeah, I know. Kazam only came about because Shazam was popular and they wanted to make money off of a second B, secondary B movie called Kazam with Shaq instead of Sinbad. Right. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. how it happened. Yeah. And by the way, I, I read the, the movie plot for Kazam just to make sure that it's not Kazam that everyone's remembering. Although I don't think anyone actually saw Kazam. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. It was the crappy like knockoff. Yeah. You know? So um, Shaq comes out of a boombox in Kazam. <laughs> that's terrible. 
at first it was like a genie lamp or something and then he sees a, a boom box and it's like oh i'll just do a boom box because that's way cooler than a genie lamp so dude i haven't i don't know if i've ever seen i've never the, seen this the trailer for this either yeah. this is kazam that's yeah hilarious <laughs> yeah i mean you would think you know there's like hundreds of people that work on movies you would think that somebody would remember this i know or would have an experience you know be like wait a minute yeah i was working on this you know wait that didn't happen but it's so insane i mean she she thinks that it's some kind of like hollywood government plot to race this movie from existence why though why would there's so many things to cover up why shazam (laughs) not only that it's like you you, again you have like hundreds of people working on a movie you can't just tell every single one of those people like hey don't talk about this movie and i mean then what like people have had this movie as a vhs in their house and it just disappears and it's like what government men in black alien abductions come through and just take that movie out of your house. you remember you remember i was telling you last time like how weirded out i was that like people like ed mcmahon and sinbad are missing that part of their life now so did it change yeah. their life well what's weird is like what were all of those people who were working on that movie making instead of that movie like is there a movie that got inserted in the nineties that you and I never saw in place of Shazam during that time. Cause they had to have been doing something. Do you know what I mean? Right. I know. That's like a movie is a lot of money. Like there's lots of money involved in a movie. Like those people couldn't have been without the cash that they got from that movie. So where well, did they oh, get money man. from? And what movie is now out there that we've never seen that was from the nineties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, and and he did that. I mean, that's that's the interesting thing. It, it's it's thinking about it in reverse. Was there a movie that's out that we didn't know about? I mean, he did make, excuse me, in its place, it looked like a, a movie called, or it was a TV show or TV made made for TV movie called um, Aliens for Breakfast. But no one remembers this really, and it looked like it was only made for TV and it didn't really do very well. So, you know, and, and, you know, my brother, it was really interesting because my brother and I were talking about this today, actually. And he asked me, do you think you could, um, because I, we were talking about this movie review that we found and he was asking me, he's like, well, do you think you can just, do a movie review of the movie matrix. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's a little different because I've seen it so many times. I was like, we would have to think of a movie that we haven't really seen in a long time and talk about it. And then I was like, house guest with Sinbad. I was like, can you tell me more like much of the plot of house guest? And he actually, he's like, wow, it's a great example. And then um, he was kind of thinking about it. And he was able to like really break down things that, that I couldn't remember because I have we haven't seen the movie in so long. We still love this movie as a kid, though. Oh. This was this was the one that we watched a lot. So well, Phil Hartman's in it. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, this was actually 
I, I think I remember it so clearly because at the time I, I never laughed so hard at a movie. It, it was like really uh, an unexpected, huge comedy that hit. And it was, it was really hilarious. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> I haven't seen it in years of like decades, probably. So I don't even, I don't know if, but it's, it, I just remember it was really funny. And Jordan, actually, my brother, he, he remembered a lot of it. So I was like, OK, you know, and, and this girl, supposedly she saw it in 2004. So um, and house guests, I've probably seen, you know, it's probably been longer than that since I watched house guests. Like, man, it's 20 years now. Holy. Yeah. God. It's crazy. Mm. 2004 almost. But yeah, um, that is weird, right? Like yeah. 2004 doesn't even seem that long ago. It doesn't at all. It's old man. It doesn't at all. Weird. And on Reddit, there's a there was another post from a while ago about somebody who worked in a video rental store and used to watch Shazam on loop. They, they, there would always be a TV up in the corner. Yeah, and they'd be playing a movie. They'd yep. put a movie in. Yeah, they said they remember they ordered two copies of the film. Um, and he's they said it was around 1994 that it was released new release back in 1994, which is when I, re I remember it yeah. because House Guest came out in 95. And I, I remember Shazam came out before House Guest. And I remember because I didn't really have any interest to watch Shazam, which is why I was like, I don't know if I want to watch House Guest. My mom, I remember we were with my family and they're like, no, it's supposed to be really good. And we watched it and I really liked it. Um, so. Yeah, this is so fascinating. He remembers the cover of it. He said the cover had the word Sinbad and and font bigger than the title and had Sinbad facing left with a kind of raised eyebrow and his arms crossed facing in side profile to the left. You know, the Kazam one, Shaq is like this right yeah. up front and center. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and he said the movie was actually more of a children's movie and not an adult audience comedy, which is why I didn't have any interest to see it. Um, and he said that people were were coming back to the store to return it, saying that there was something wrong with the tape and it wouldn't play in their VCRs. Weird. That's the really weird fact. And the thing and the other aspect is I don't know if this ever made it to DVD. So it could only had have existed. And then it just is like slowly just one day. It just phased out of existence. Yeah, just phased out of existence. Yeah. Wait, wait, go pull that back up. It said at the bottom, it said the movie had one funny scene. The movie only had one funny scene, at least to me. And it went like this. The lamp is rubbed for the first time by the two kids, an early teen boy and his little sister who looks to be around five years old or so in their living room by the fireplace with their single dad is out of the house running an errand. Boy rubs the lamp and Sinbad appears with full genie attire, turban, ridiculous spiral, upturned shoes, <laughs> earrings, silk pants and a shirt. And I believe a green blue vest, but can't say for sure. Sinbad stretches out his arm, his arms out wide in the smoke-filled room. Says something like, I am the genie of the lamp. And the kids freak out. The little girl screams out, ah, it's a kidnapper or something like that as they run away. <laughs> okay. 
And I, I swear, I thought I remember a gumball scene where, where one of the kids wishes for like a sea of gumballs and they open up a closet and all these gumballs fall. I have to say, like, I never remember seeing the film. I just remember yeah, I, the VHS. Yeah, I never saw it. So, so I remember seeing, well, I, rem I you just mean, remember you saw it. bits and pieces. I never, um, I don't know if I ever saw the film, but I remember the trailer for it. And okay. I remember seeing, you know, cause like we had house guests on VHS oh, and, oh. and it had the, 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 the trailer for, um, Shazam. for, yeah, for, for Sinbad on it. And, um, or for the the Shazam one, and I think that's why I remember it. But I never, I never actually because the movie I didn't have any interest in watching the movie. <clears throat> I don't even think my brother did either. He remembers seeing the trailer specifically though. But um, yeah, because it was everywhere. I mean, it was it was it was heavily promoted. I just remember that that's because so everyone weird. and everyone knows about it. That's just that's the crazy part. I mean, I, I, I there was somebody I was talking to who knew nothing about the Mandela effect. And I just said, um, do you remember the movie Shazam in the 90s? And they just said, oh, yeah, that was the one with 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 Sinbad playing a genie. And like they just didn't understand that it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, really? It's like, how could it not? It's so <sighs> weird. It is very weird. All right. Well, we have another one related to um, Harry Potter, actually. Oh, no. Here we actor go. in Harry Potter. It was more it's more about an actor in Harry Potter. OK, it's not really directly related to Harry Potter. But before... this one must have affected Lindsay very <laughs> personally and deeply. Pro well, well, actually, I would like to hear Lindsay's opinion about this to see what what she thinks happened. But um, but OK, well, we're going to about we're ready to watch a trailer. But before we do, we got something really important to share with you guys. Yeah. You know, with all the censorship, we're so happy to introduce our sponsor and a great product that wants to support us. And it's also something we believe in and that we can actually get behind, which is pretty cool. Yeah. As we all know, it feels a lot like 2008 all over again when millions of Americans watch their retirement savings disappear. Well, gold and silver can protect your savings from inflation and dollar devaluation. But when it comes to buying precious metals, you need the right company in your corner. And that's why we've partnered with the top rated precious metals company, GoldCo, because reputation matters, of course, in matters like this. And GoldCo has helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. That means these guys are really experienced with what they do. <laughs> and if you have a retirement account, they're offering our supporters up to $10,000 in free silver when opening a qualified IRA, IRA account. For cash buyers, you get bonus silver just for making a purchase. So if you buy $50,000 worth of precious metals, you get 5,000 in bonus silver. And if you buy 100,000, for instance, you'll get 10,000 in silver. But this is your opportunity to protect yourself from the up and down roller coaster that unfortunately is our economy. So go to edgeofgold.com to get started before it's too late. Yeah, remember, we don't promote a lot of products, but when we do, it's because it's actually something we really believe in and we can use and again that's edgeofgold.com i mean how are you guys going to forget that 
And uh, thank you all for your support. Now, uh, let's watch this trailer. Ah, youth, a time of fun, pranks, and jokes. A time of hopscotch, ice cream floats, soda pop, and double dates at the drive-in. It's a time for finding one's place in the world. But in these troubled times, the innocence of youth has been capitalized on and manipulated for profit. This is a sugar and marketing manipulation PSA from Edge of Wonder. And it's one you've never heard before. Did you know that sugar was unhealthy? Yes. Did you know that companies like Coke and Pepsi fund health research? You aren't supposed to know that. Did you know that the history of sugar involves a deliberate agenda to hook children like a drug and use marketing media and subliminal messaging to purposely manipulate not just children, but even parents? There's a fine white powder lurking in your cupboard, and it isn't cocaine. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the sickly sweet world of the sugar agenda that has infiltrated your home, your children's minds, and even the world's governments. This expose will reveal the truth being kept from you. But more importantly, you'll learn what to look out for so the manipulation can't continue. Yeah, that was actually a, a pretty awesome series that we did on uh, the big food agenda. I mean, we could never stop a series like that, but we started it out on on sugar and we'll probably be doing more of those in the future. But we also just had an interview with Dr. Jason Dean and uh, that published over the last two weeks on Rise.TV and the interviews with Dr. Jason Dean are phenomenal. So you guys yeah. got to check those out. There's a whole lot of information pertaining to what's really going on out there and how to stay healthy and what the causes are of a lot of these illnesses that I think we take for granted. Uh, it was just a really fun conversation. And so all of that, all of that's on rise.tv. Definitely go check that out. Um, it's, you know, everyone who's a subscriber of rise TV gets access to all of that. And that's if you're, um, you're supporting our work just for nine 99 a month. So, um, not a lot to pay for uh, everything we give, give you over there. There's hundreds and hundreds of videos of, of really hard research that we've done on all kinds of topics. And um, yeah, check it out if you can. So um, so actually during the break, I, a few different people um, messaged me different things. We also have some people in the chat. There, so th I, this is floating around. Lindsay, can you show this? So somebody just posted this in the chat. Also, somebody, other people have been sending this to me. Everyone's like, look, look, it's real. This is it. This is it. Actually, this is fake. You guys, yeah. this is was... a copy of the Kazam. Yes, you can tell. You can tell by the, the purple around it. It's it's totally uh, been um, yep. copied. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I remember for some reason, I remember that cover with Sinbad for Shazam being yellow. Yeah, I, I actually I really wouldn't be able to say for sure but i do feel like yellow is in there somewhere but um yeah and actually the spelling is also something is it two a's or one a and this is another thing that everyone's been been uh like um 
trying to figure out is it we'd, we'd have to see the uh the actual vhs cover in yeah the ether <laughs> but yeah so the the kazam and the shazam on that tape are exactly the same so yeah that one was made by college humor as a joke the same thing with uh there's a youtube video floating around and it looks like it 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 it's, looks like it's shot in this old vhs style of tape and it's it, it's like a, supposed to be a scene from the movie with full real actor Sinbad and everyone's freaking out about this. This is also fake, uh, Lindsay. There there's a there's a shot from it uh, underneath that first link in our doc, um, and this was made by College Humor because Sinbad was getting so tired of this that they just decided to, to do it as a joke and make fun of it. And um, so this was published on April Fool's Day. And it's a total joke. <laughs> it's not real. And Sinbad, they literally got Sinbad to play in the movie or in this in this scene. And so this is what everyone is freaking out about it. Like, no, here, look, it's here. It's like, no, that's not it. Because that's what he looks like more like now. And yeah, no, he's older here. 1994 <laughs> but um yeah and there, and the kid that played in it is somebody famous or, like jonathan, or jonathan taylor thomas or something something like yeah i i he would i think he would have been too old to play in the movie but it was someone like that but um no he he would have been young then he'd have been about the he right age. Been about 15 right 15 no, jonathan taylor thomas was in um home improvement improvement. in like the mid nineties. He was a, he was just a young kid. He was born in 81. Yeah. So he's like the same age as us. So yeah, he would have been, yeah, he'd have been like 12 when he, when he filmed that movie. Oh, when he filmed it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause it was released in 94, but they probably filmed it in like 93 and 92. Yeah. That might be right. So interesting. All right. Um, so Vern Troyer, um, who played the actor who played Mini Me. Oh yeah, the little guy. Yeah. So this came back too because this is really fascinating. Oh, he played in he played in Harry Potter, didn't he? he played in Harry Potter. He had a very brief role. This is him in Harry Potter. I remember that. And <laughs> so he was replaced in the later movies by warwick davis ah okay mm-hmm. so do you remember i mean we've, we've kind of i think we, we might have touched on this like last year or something but do you remember what is there anything you remember specifically about Vern troyer i mean aside from him being in austin powers yeah i mean okay like well let me ask you this question when do you remember him dying Mm. you're right <laughs> holy cow yeah i remember that now i remember him dying when did he die well um in our timeline he died in 2018 <laughs> yeah. but i specifically remember him dying around right after um uh the last Austin Powers movie was made because I remember that. 
Yeah, that's what I remember. And he died. I want to say he died of like heart failure or something like that, but it was kind of drug induced, but it wasn't like an overdose, but it was like his addiction just over time. Hmm. And so what's crazy is that he was in Harry Potter as, as um, grip hook in the first yeah. very first Harry Potter movie. And then he was replaced because he died. They don't, they don't mention or even talk about why he was replaced, <laughs> but I, but it's like, I remember he was replaced because he he died and they couldn't, it's like they had to replace him. So, so on the right there is, um, well, that's his mini me and on the right is Warwick Davis. Yes. On the right is Warwick Davis on the left is mini me. And, um, actually Lindsay, can you click on this fan mail, this, uh, Trevor, uh, Vern Trevor opening fan mail? It's it's right at where it needs to play, and it's not very long. This is so so. This is so weird because they never really talk about why they replaced him. <laughs> what we have here, obviously, we have a mini me. So this is him and in then, 2017. Um, we have Grip Hook, um, and what? That's World Davis. Unfortunately, this. Grip hook wasn't me. Uh, it was a friend of mine who played him in the last couple uh, episodes, well, movies of Harry Potter, and it's my friend Warwick Davis. So I don't want to uh, sign a picture that uh, Warwick is in. I don't want to impersonate him. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to sign this, but uh, I'll get you uh, one of the uh, grip hooks that uh, I have a picture of that is actually me. So I'll just replace it for you. Now I have a bigger one here. Okay, stop it. That's a really sweet guy. Yeah, but it's just so weird because. <sighs> yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Right. I, I mean, I, I remember Mike Myers being on MTV with some of the, the 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 crew from Austin Powers talking about his death because the movie was just released soon after he died. It was just like a couple months after the movie released. I remember him dying, which is why I think it's so prominent because the movie was still popular. And it's just so bizarre. That is weird. And then and then he's in Harry Potter and then he's like replaced in, in later movies by um, um, Warwick Davis, who is who is still alive, um, and then the other weird thing is, only in Harry Potter, the E. So Vern, his name is V E R N E, but in Harry Potter credits, it's V E R N. Maybe they spelled it wrong. That's, but is is that another Mandela effect? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's so it, this whole thing is just really 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 weird and there's warwick davis talking about the war the the role of grip hook but he doesn't explain why he was why they replaced why he became the actor instead of yeah i mean instead of Vern. weird 
And I actually maybe, maybe they were in... just cutting staff. Like maybe they were just cutting staff, and and it was just easier to have Warwick Davis play multiple things, so they went with it. Yeah, maybe. Weird, anyway. Yeah, it is. Very strange. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These Mandela effects um, are kind of crazy. And okay. We can talk about one more. This is actually something I don't really know nothing about, but Lindsay found this, and my brother actually remembers this. Did you ever watch the Angry Beaver show? No, I, I didn't. Wait, what either. show is that? Hold on. It was what Lindsay explain a little bit about this. It was on Nickelodeon or something, right? Um, it came out in '97. It's about two beavers. I remember. It was one of those animated cartoons where they like hurt each other a lot and those kind of kid things. Aren't you born? I'm looking in for a photo. Hang on a sec. Yeah, show show a photo of what what it looked like, uh, and then then we'll, we'll explain what the Mandela effect is because yeah, you don't have to show this right now first. So I I do remember these guys, but I I didn't really watch the show that much i think my, my brother did a little bit more than i did so for those of you at home wa like watching this the, the the mandela effect in question is the very last episode where there are people that remember the fine because the show was getting canceled and people remember that the directors and the, and the creators were just kind of like going to do whatever they wanted to and there Dude. was a live action scene where the creators dressed up as them in a live action scene can i just tell you something that's yeah really weird i used to watch nickelodeon i used to watch cartoons like crazy i don't ever remember seeing this i mean okay i was <laughs> I was 17, so maybe I was like, I was just graduating high school. So maybe it was just that period where I just didn't see it. But I, I usually, I would remember, like, you know, I never watched a lot of stuff. Like, I never watched The Family Guy. I still remember The Family Guy. I never watched. Well, that's still on. So that's a little different. Yeah, but like Rick and Morty and all of that. Like, I've never watched any of that, but I remember seeing it all the time, right? Like, you usually see the ads for stuff. Like, I'm not, I don't remember ever seeing these guys. 1997. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I was in high school and I yeah, really wasn't watching a lot of TV during that time at all. I was. Is, but I mean, because I don't really have very, like, this is very vague and hazy for me too, this Angry Beaver show. Like, it, it doesn't really, like, when Lindsay brought it up. Lindsay, you remember this? I, I was like, I don't really remember anything about this. Yeah, I do. But the Mandela effect, I'm not sure of. So when I asked Ben and Jordan what they remembered, I kind of think I vaguely remember what this person is suggesting, but I didn't watch well, this very my, much. Either. My brother kind of remembered it the same way you did. But like, Rob, I'm kind of on your page. I, I vaguely, I couldn't, I couldn't really picture anything like spongebob never watch spongebob remember spongebob i i was like more that's, that's also still on era. 
we, we got to think of shows that are not on anymore that were kind of on this era. Like Ren and Stimpy would be a no, good but I'm example. just giving examples of stuff that like I never really watched. Like I was a Ren and Stimpy era guy. I never watched SpongeBob, but I know it was like insanely popular and stuff. Yeah. I never saw this. <laughs> like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Never really got into that or watched it. It was kind of on at the end of my childhood. So, But it's like I remember it, you know. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm looking up Nickelodeon schedule for 1997. Wait, okay, wait, wait, what's the Mandela effect around this? Thing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Mandela effect is that the last episode, um, it was like the the it was getting canceled, and it says it was wild to see it too. It had a lot of weird editing with alter alternative art styles, like they were hopping realities even going so far as to show the actual actors themselves in the booths during the bits that they actually addressed each other by their real names wearing outfits that match their characters and even having wigs wigs on to match the hairstyles and this is what people there's there are a lot of people remember this as the being the last episode of the show but it's not but what's interesting is like you and I don't even really have much memory of the show altogether. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, well, this kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier. It's like, is there po possible shows out there or movies that exist that we don't even know that existed yet? It it's like, would have, you know, we, we should know we, that we should know about, you know, what's sad just outside of this whole thing. Kids will never have the experience of experiencing Saturday morning cartoons. No, it's so true. We, when we were kids, we looked forward to Saturday morning cartoons every week. You just binge watch from 7 or 8 a.m. all the way to like 1 or 2 p.m. cartoons. And they were the best. Like X-Men was on then. Oh, yeah. All the good cartoons were on. And you just like watched every week. Yeah, it's so true. Saturday morning cartoons. It was a thing. Yeah, I, we, we, it's so funny because you can't I, do that. Like that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, all all the all the channels switched over to news, and I remember I was so upset. I'm like, why are they showing news on Saturday? You can watch that during the day, <laughs> during the weekdays. <laughs> oh man, you know what's so interesting? So I'm looking at, at Nickelodeon 1997 schedule, and I don't see the show on there, and it's got things like. Um, Rocco's Modern Life. <clears throat> there we go. Not in April. Angry Beavers. Wow. Hey Arnold. So I remember Hey Arnold. I was not really that crazy about um, Nickelodeon, though. As Wait, much. hold on. Somebody in our chat, Sam, S-A-H-M, said... My kids get Saturday morning cartoons, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. They love it. Where? Um, Where well, now, now Cartoon Network does do that. Yeah, but no, but this was like the main channel. Like, you didn't need cable. It was like right, Fox, yeah. CBS, whatever. Yeah. It well, was, remember there was between the channels for the best Saturday night, Saturday was, morning cartoon. You know? It was like USA something, and it was it was like that train, and it was like a cartoon. And I remember it, that. It was like, you remember that? And then yeah. that's where they showed Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what channels, but I remember I there were a different network. I just don't know. Like, yeah, like Fox had 
boss cartoon. fox had a lot of cartoons yeah, yeah. I, I actually i think um i think x-men was on fox x-men was on fox for yeah. sure i remember because yeah. fox was channel five and i remember hitting channel five all the time to go back to x-men <laughs> <laughs> so funny so funny all right <laughs> we could talk about this forever so why don't we um why don't we move on to um to this blueprint stuff that we found? Um, yeah, what the heck, dude? Yeah, this is so weird. When you were reading, when we were reading this in the opening, I was like, I can't wait till that part of this yeah. episode. Um, yeah, okay, Lindsay, can you click on this Vice article? headline the headline is um the oldest known blueprints depict stone age mega structures so what they found were basically on these rocks which i think originally they just thought it was some kind of pattern on these rocks and they didn't really think too much about it but looking closer at the rocks that they realized that there was um, an actual blueprint for the layout of this whole entire, um, whatever you want to say. Like, I don't know if you would call it a city, but this whole Dude. town. Yeah, that's that. That's the blueprints right, right there. So meaning like somebody actually took the time to carve in stone what their... Um, what these mega structures were going to look like. And this was 9,000 years ago. And this is it around in Jordan and Saudi Arabia. So again, this kind of changes a lot of things that we know about, about history. <laughs> but you know, what's insane is there's no way of knowing how old this rock is. That's like, so true. I don't believe carbon dating is that accurate. Well, I okay, I do think carbon dating is accurate. The problem is, is that what exactly, what sample are you using? That's part of the problem with carbon. Oh, but that's dating. what I'm. That's what I'm saying, though. So yeah, you're, yeah, and it's also accurate or it's not accurate, and it's like the okay. I just how do we know certain I, I just I believe carbon dating is an excuse for them to give us a time period that's between five and 15,000 years and tell yeah, us to seriously. shut up. Mm -hmm. That's what I think's happened. And I'm not and I think if if some of some of the people that know what they're doing with aging things probably get shut up if they try to give you something that's beyond that point, like 20,000 or 40,000 years ago, you know, mm hmm. Yeah, and they found animal trappings too. So uh, trappings like uh, foot footprints, or well, like a uh, like like um like there traps. were some traps that they actual they, traps actual traps like 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 um evidence that they were they were using traps to um, to catch animals. So, but they're saying like this that there. Yeah, it looks like now they're they're saying it could go back to ten thousand years, and again, you know, and this changes a lot of things that we know. 
but but the other aspect is after the great flood you know a lot of things were were washed away and a lot of things are underwater so uh, i mean it's like it's so crazy you know you think about um something like the Colosseum and how even though it's it's you know falling apart but it's 2000 years old and and it's amazing that that like a bridge that was built 20 years ago collapses <laughs> no, it's like it's like who knows what you know like these structures that we're seeing have lived through so much yeah how do you know how long they've been around yeah and 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 that's the other aspect too one is like how how do we know really how long how old they are two is like these things were built so so well and so sturdy and so strong that they've like withstood the test of time against any kind of natural disaster that could happen and nowadays it's like you breathe on something and it falls apart well yeah well actually though the thing is planned like for as an example ben it's much more likely that the capitol building would last or or the washington monument is going to last a lot longer than a skyscraper in in new york city yeah, it's so those true. are all made by steel, glass. The steel is just going to completely decompose and and add water or something. In, yeah, in and stone stone lasts a lot. It'll longer. just last forever. Yeah, especially if it's like made very very well. And that's why these structures are hold up over all these years because of that. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. So anyway. This is a very interesting find. And, and again, it's not like it's like kind of things that we know, really. But, you know, it's just it's proving one, the Graham Hancock series, because they're trying to like, you know, bash Graham Hancock and the ancient apocalypse series by, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's like, well, hey, I, I'm, I'm willing to debate any any um, scientist or um, geologist and any aspect of this like let, let's have a conversation but no one wants to have a conversation with him so finding something like this just proves that all these things that were like you said rob like all this stuff that they're like oh it's only a thousand years old could well actually be tens of thousands years old no idea and we have no idea well and and then also think about all the times that civilizations built something and then new civilizations took those on those things on like they discovered them and then they ke- they kept using them or bringing them into their own culture we would have no idea whether marble structures or even artwork that they found from a previous civilization like atlantis was taken into their own culture and looked at and then they were making similar stuff that looked like it around that there's no way of knowing no way it's like all, all you're going to appropriate past well-built structures like what did the egyptians do that stuff like those large pyramids were not theirs sorry guys it wasn't. no no they, they, they weren't <laughs> like, at all yeah yeah but the, like they, they they found them and then they, they were like them. let's use these let's build a few more pyramids near them yeah and you know like the sphinx was there it has why does it have all of the water um you know um weathering weathering thank you on on the um 
on the Sphinx. It's because it was underwater for a really long time. And underwater, the rocks are going to last even longer than they are if they're above ground. Yeah. How long were they under there? And then the carbon dating, they're like, it's 12,000 years old. It's, it's 6,000 years old. Like, how did they? We don't know how they built them. Okay. This is why I don't trust carbon dating. Right. No, it's so true. Yeah. I guess these were found in 2015, but they didn't realize what they were or they didn't want to reveal what they were until recently. So, yeah, it's just bizarre. The controversy that happens, these are like, it's almost like these are archaeologists are like children, like grow up. Mm -hmm. I don't, I agree. It's Crazy. it's cool. Somebody found something new. It blew your theory out of the water. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's life. Yep. You know, um, speaking of skyscrapers and everything, what you said, there's somebody uh, cracking me up, mentioned something in the chat. And I, I just thought, okay, maybe I didn't know this. You know, from being in New York and talking to so many people, I specifically remember talking to a developer or it was like somebody doing something for the city that we were interviewing. And he mentioned to me that, <clears throat> that due to all the, the weight and everything that's happening on Manhattan Island, that the Island is actually slowly sinking because there's so much weight and, and pressure um, from all the buildings and the granite and everything else. And Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's saying it is true. Okay. Cause we had this in one of our episodes where I said this and our video editor came back to me and was like, Ben, I can't find this fact anywhere. And he's like, where did, where did you find this fact? And, and I, I said, um, dude, I, I was like talking to a bunch of people and, and you know, when, when I was working in Epic times and we interviewed somebody who was mentioning something about this and I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it even from that person we talked to. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I had it wrong. So this is so weird that this is now coming out. So it's the Mandela effect. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. So we actually left that out of the video because we couldn't find it. Wow. It's, yeah. I don't remember which, which video it was. It was something about New York we were talking about. It had nothing to do with Mandela effect or anything. It was something with New York specifically. Well, it actually, it makes granted. a lot of sense that it's, um, it's sinking too, because, um, New York is built like there are all kinds of systems and subways underneath all of New York. So New York mm -hmm. is built upon like steel structures that are holding everything up. Right. So underneath them, there's also steel structures and then those steel structures are going to buckle and 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 sink over time too. So that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And also the the granite, the, the buildings are, are in in the middle of Manhattan are not as tall because it's harder to build on the granite there, and so that's why you have it higher at the at the ends of yes. it, lower in the middle huh. in, of Manhattan Island. But I don't know. Maybe it's like now it's like all these facts that I feel like I know. It's like, are, are these accurate now? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so weird. So weird. All right. Anyway, well, you guys, we're going to have to um, we're going to leave. Um, 
Rumble, Ganjing World, everywhere else we're streaming. We're going to head over to Rise.TV. And we have our top 10 Weird of the News of the Week that we're going to get into. Um, we have some really cool fun stuff everything from a, a giant football fish washing up on a beach in california to um to uh a, a bride's father who passed away walking her down the aisle and um what? to a planet or to a star swallowing a planet for the first time so we're going to get into all these things and of course, we have our dig deep Q&A that we're going to do right over right when we get over to rise.tv. So come join us for just $9.99 a month and support our work. And of course, you get to ask us your questions live during our Q&A and your support lets us keep doing these videos and making these shows and bring you the truth that the censors don't want you to hear. So also be sure to follow us on social media. We have our Rise TV official. We have our On Edge of Wonder. And um, you have your metaphysical that's doing pretty well. And please subscribe to our Rumble channel if you haven't already. And do you want to add anything else, Rob? No, we'll see you over at Rise.TV. Thank you, guys. Monsters of the Seas were long thought to be myths. But some magic hunters sought power for themselves, believing that old legends held secret truths. Why did the famous occultist Aleister Crowley make his home on Loch Ness, which later became famous for its elusive creature? Why are there so many paranormal sightings in the area? What other creatures of the deep have been spotted in Scotland that are largely ignored or considered local folktales? The human mind enjoys impressive visions of unearthly creatures. Now then, the sea is precisely their best medium the only setting suitable for the breeding and growing of such giants, next to which such land animals as elephants or rhinoceroses are mere dwarves. Find out what creatures may be a lot closer than 20,000 leagues under the sea. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. Man, I'm still looking up this portobello mushroom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. 